Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Linus's long... Well, you know. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Because yesterday I walked out of the joint after losing four years of my life and you're cold decking teen beat cover boys. Because the house always wins. Playing long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big. And then you take the house. Been practicing that speech, haven't you? A little bit. Did, did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. No, it was good. I liked it. Teen beat thing was a bit harsh. You look down, they know you're lying. And up, they know you don't know the truth. Don't use seven words when four will do. Don't shift your weight. Look always at your mark, but don't stare. Be specific, but not memorable. Be funny, but don't make him laugh. He's got to like you, then forget you the moment you've left his side. And for God's sake, whatever you do, don't under any circumstances... Russ! Yeah! C- come take a look at this! All right. So, unless we intend to do this job in Reno, we're in Barney. Barney Rabo. Trabo! Cue the theme song. song, eh? They got cameras. They got watches. They got locks. They got timers. They got vaults. This is probably the least successful vault ever designed. Yep. They got enough armed personnel to occupy Paris. You broke into my vault. Congratulations. You're a dead man. Wait, I'm trying to It was staged. Somebody made a duplicate of my vault. And what we saw on the monitor wasn't actually happening. Good morning. Good morning. Please state your name for the record. My name is Ramon. As you can see right here. Oh. Right, 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 Eleven times because this movie. I didn't count, so I hope that got that right. Nineteen, no, two thousand and ones. Ocean's Eleven is the one we're bringing to you today, folks. Um, picking up from a remake from the nineteen sixties, the Rat Pack film, which I've never seen. I should tell you. Me neither. All right. All right. So I don't know the source material we're dealing with, but what we get is a cool and slick heist dramedy comedy. It's probably more comedy than dramedy, Uh, but there is some thick, thick drama in it. Not super thick. Just the theft of millions and millions of dollars from three casinos who keep their money in a vault. Uh, brought to us by Steven Soderbergh. Um, this definitely would have brought Soderbergh onto my radar because uh, this movie, damn, was huge in 01. Made for just under 90 mil, raked in 450 in the office of boxes. And probably some of that is to do with the cast they pulled together for this movie. So here we go. George Clooney, Bernie Mac, Brad Pitt, Elliot Gould, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, <clears throat> uh, Eddie Jameson, Don Cheadle, Quinn Schaubo, Carl Reiner, uh, Carl Reiner, Matt Damon, with also Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts, uh, and a couple other people you would definitely recognize, like Mr. Siegfried and Roy, pre-accident. Uh, Topher Grace makes a uh, a bit of a cameo with some other teeny teen beat (laughs) I think is the phrase used in the film Uh, some of who I didn't recognize but 
I recognized but didn't like remember their names, you know? Um, so yeah, this movie was like hotcakes coming out. It was all the rave of 2001. And I remember seeing this uh, in the theater and then many, many times after because good bit of fun, my memories of this movie. Um, I was worried about it coming in. the second biggest thing to happen in 2001. Yeah, other than a space odyssey. I think Brett was no, talking about... No, we're talking about something <laughs> a little bit more terroristic. <laughs> you yeah. you're like, it was all the rage in 2001. I was like, well, there was some Nothing other stuff was going on. Nothing else people's minds. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't know if it's even okay to joke about it. Sure what did it uh, Alan Alda say? He said humor tragedy. was tragedy plus time. Mm. If it bends, it's funny. <laughs> if it breaks, it's not funny. Mm. Um, which seems like the world we live in today, don't we? It's yes. more things are breaking than bending. Anyway, let's not talk about that. This movie also was um, famous for spinning off, I guess, three sequels. Two sequels and an all-female cast remake. We waxed a little poetic at the end of our last episode about what we kind of thought about that, the making remaking with a female cast. Uh, although that movie, I had to check, right, to see how how big and how huge was this so the second oceans 12 was made for 110 million and made 360 oceans 13 um made for 85 brought in 311 so it loses basically 50 70 million uh, per movie but still with those kind of numbers you can't help but do the female remake which made for 70 uh brought in just under 300 million so people are all about these kind of heist films um do you guys have uh, fond remembrances of, of this movie? Yeah, for sure. This movie's so sleek and fun. And I just mean, I was me. young at this time, so it was just, it's easy to uh, to go in. It doesn't require any work on you, right? You can just sit right. back, turn your brain off, and then just like watch the, because it's, it's just fun and lighthearted kind of. So that's that's what I remember of it. I remember liking it quite a bit. Yeah. I, I watched this a couple times a year. Oh wow! It's like so fun to uh, yeah. I've I've seen this movie like a lot. Uh, it's just like it's very light and easy. Um, it like Brent said, you you don't have to commit a lot of uh, mental power, and you can just like it's like how a lot of people feel about Adam Sandler movies. Like it's just it's just you just put it on, and and once again, you uh, don't even if you're not paying that much attention to it you're doing something else it's nice to have on in the background it it's a good time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the music in this movie is particularly fun and yeah. suited for most of the film it's one of the things um i think it starts with the elvis song a little less conversation or it, maybe that's the end song i'm trying to remember when they i think that's a montage one when they're in the middle there's a lot of uh it's it's it very works. Popular songs in the in the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's that one that's kind of like operates as their light motif whenever they're in the heist mode, right? Whenever they're yeah. doing something uh, heisty or moving towards the heist, it is. Is it that Elvis song, or is it something that's composed? I thought it was the Elvis one, but now that I think I, think I know the Elvis on one it. that you're talking about does play in the in the movie. Yeah, it it's the one I remember the most, but I know there's other. Other tunes by a whole bunch of uh, other folks. Um, David Holmes did the move music for this movie, um, but yeah, he 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 pulled it together. He did he did a good job. 
Well done, sir. Runtime on this was a little longer than I thought. Um, it was almost two hours. I, I thought I had remembered this being more like an hour 35 or something. So it was carrying a little bit of extra thickness, uh, which isn't always the best thing to do. I was I was really happy when uh, I didn't realize it was less. This was the less than two hour movie, so I was really happy when we when we got to when we we opened it up and started it. And I saw it was I think it was, it's a one fifty seven or something. Yeah, yeah, right in there. So um, I really appreciated that Soderbergh edited it properly. I, I don't think it's there's true. anything wrong with it this could big be of a shorter. movie. It, it could be a little shorter, but you take all the test stuff out. You don't need it. Which test uh, stuff? All, all the test stuff. The test stuff. I'm not so, sure what you mean by test stuff. You're referring to test as a character, character in the movie. Oh, test. His oh, and I'm saying remove all the test stuff. Oh yeah, Julia Roberts is gone. In my opinion, I she would be not in this movie. There'd be no love interest. I I would have set it up so that um, Andy Garcia sent George Clooney to prison, fucked him over in some way, and this is a revenge heist. Has nothing to do with anything else, and uh, you, yeah. I don't you even need it to be a revenge heist. Danny Ocean gets out, and he wants to rob the fucking three but, casinos. But it's specifically they make Garcia a big deal, and and so it's okay if it's just a big deal because everybody seems to hate him already, and now Clooney hates him too because he sent him to jail or or is a. It doesn't even matter. Whatever it was, they they target this guy. Yeah, and Tess is oh, yeah. not involved whatsoever. They yeah. they bring her in late. She doesn't have enough time to set up her character properly, her motivations, and all of that. And it, it's just bad. That stuff is they, bad. They could they could target Terry Benedict because they know that Ruben was screwed over, so they know they'd get their funding to do this work. They're like, we'll get 150 million. Ruben will hate it or love it because he hates the guy. And boom, yeah. So. It's a great point. Like, it's one of the biggest points of contention in this movie because we need, like, um, diversity in movies. And we need men and women and good, strong characters all over the place. And so, in one sense, it's like, this is an all-dude cast. Um, So, I see why they wanted to have maybe some women in this movie. But it doesn't end up like servicing women in a good way to have this character of Tess who's she's she's like a little flaccid as a character like really her main use in the film is to be um what did, what did they call it she's in a, uh, Barton a Fink a chisel he's using her as a wedge to get in to do his heist not because he, he makes it seem like he loves her they have the relationship that's all fine but she, her big purpose in this plan is to is to is to get on um, Terry's get him get him going so he makes mistakes and that they can rob his casino. How good does that make her feel? And how yeah. good do people she, feel she, about her? She she seems to be like a, not a very strong female character. She's being manipulated either by Andy Garcia or she's being manipulated by Clooney all the time. She doesn't yeah. seem to have like a point of view or motivation of her own. If you sure she curates the museum, but it seems that that's Terry's. It, Hotel, yeah, so he it, gave her that job, so she didn't earn it, which is bullshit. That's yeah, not making her strong. He even She's says just good this stuff about how he likes it because she likes it type thing. But 
the uh, the paintings or whatever. But if you wanted to do what you were saying, which what they could have done is if they're going to remake a movie about all dudes who rob a casino or three casinos, depending on what their original one was, why not just have some of the people they hire be women? Why couldn't Julia Roberts have been a con artist that they hire and she or the like, grease the grease woman? Or, you don't or, think they or could the use tech expert? They can't use women in their cons. Like that makes no sense. Like women would definitely come in handy to, in their cons. Like why would they not just hire women then instead of you don't need this to be a love story or an ex wife yeah type no. situation. And you certainly don't need Ocean's Eight where it's all women. Like that's just the opposite thing, and I think they didn't make the mistake of giving um, Sandra Bullock a male love interest that that she could use and and do all that. They avoided that at least in Ocean's Eight. It's just that that movie never needed to be made. I, mean, I like I don't know what it is. Like when you see an all male movie like this, right? Like in nowadays, it feels a little wrong, does it not? No, I don't think it's wrong. I just think it's um. I mean it it is what it is. It's it's um it's a take on an old movie so I can understand they did it that way. It's I mean I can understand where you're coming from. To me it's not wrong, right? Yeah, wrong is maybe the wrong word, but I notice it way more now and I wouldn't have when it first came out, but I'm I'm a dude, so I guess this is made for me. Yeah, and than... we're and we're judging. It's okay if something doesn't hold up anymore because they did it that way. But at the same time, uh, um, it's it's weird how everybody everybody judges people from what they did twenty years ago based on the current status quo, politically correct, you know, way of looking at things. But that wasn't what it was twenty years ago when this movie was made. So, so like, don't like we shouldn't be persecuting things or are punishing people for things they did twenty years ago. Like it, it's so silly. If you wanted to make this doing that for for Soderbergh, are they? No. Well, I don't think so. But yeah, are we? No. But are we creating a narrative, or are we having a a political discussion? I guess. Well, I I just wanted to tie it into that. Like I was ripping on the all female cast remake when this is an all male cast basically movie, and the only female they threw in was a throwaway cutout. Like yeah, they got Julia Roberts to do it. It was a huge actress, like still is, and was at this time. Um. But it just, for what it ended up adding to the movie, was not anything that would lead me to believe that that was a nice, strong female character. So I just, if you're going to remake something and do an all-female cast, that's going to be bullshit. If you're going to remake an all-female movie into a male cast, that would be equal bullshit. Yeah. I think I Um, was just, I think my point was more like, so Huck Finn apparently is a book that's being banned in a lot of places now because it uses the N-word. Are there other books being banned like that had themes or things in them that aren't appropriate or people don't think is appropriate today so they want to ban a book you can't you can't take something that's 50 60 70 years old and and try and hold it up to standards today it's not fair to to ban it it's not fair to judge no, it in that way to ban it and it's Banning uh, it's the same with people I actually have tweets. a sticker on my car that says read banned books it's uh <laughs> it's somebody your responsibility who, to do so Somebody who tweeted a joke 20 years ago about, you know, something and then now all of a sudden they don't get a job anymore as a director or an actor like that. These types of things are silly. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean it would make this movie not hold up today because we are looking at it through those eyes now. 
So yep. those things can affect our our perception of a movie today and make it not hold up. Well, no, I, I disagree, man, because the movie is good or it's not, right? The social aspect of it, right? And like you're saying, it's a different time, right? And there was a time when all these movies would be guys because it would be very fringe to even have a female character suggested for like a, a heist movie like this probably back in the goddamn 50s or whenever the first one came out. Yeah, 60s, yeah. Um, but we might not have known what I'm No, 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 but I'm saying it doesn't matter what the casting decisions were. What what matters is that the cast works and that the story works and it shouldn't matter the social political environment we're in as far as if the cast is all male or all female, right? That's not what we're looking at. We're not looking at whether the movie socially holds up, right? Whether the the social no, commentary that's true, is but, correct. But what it's John's comment, an eye on it. But John's comment, his comment was that instead of them putting a back twenty years ago, instead of them think really thinking about who they're going to put in here as a th- female character and what she was going to be like. They were lazy and they're like, oh, we'll just put in this female character who doesn't really have anything and we'll get Julie Roberts the player so there's a woman in it. And so that was that was a bad decision on their part. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would guess, have ditched I guess test. I'm saying that I don't know that that's why they did that. So that to me is, is um, implying a narrative that we aren't sure of. Well, they so more I guess so that's did my it for, problem with the perspective. They more so did it, well, they clearly did it because they wanted to have the main character have a love interest is why they that's did it. That's fine, that's the love interest, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the generic they, love they, interest. They thought that every there. movie yeah. had to have that in it or it was not going to be a good movie. Our audience wouldn't get it. Like, Yeah, um, but I don't care it, if it's a woman or if it's a man or if it's a no. fucking... Uh, you know, whatever it is, I just don't care for that additional part of the story. I don't me think too, that me it's too. necessary the no, way that it is anyways, right? So, Yeah, like you're heisting $150 million and you're having marital issues. Like <laughs> $150 is going to catch my attention. With your ex-wife. And, and also, I think we talked about this during the movie, but he is kind of mani- manipulating her in a kind of a sick fucking way. Yes. Yeah, no, she, she actually has a true. has a good thing going right now. I don't know why and, she's with him. I mean, I don't know why she's with Benedict either because he's obviously a huge asshole, can't hide it. Everyone knows. He has the reputation of ruining businesses around mm-hmm. town. Like, why Why did she... She? So then we have to, I have to believe that she only fell in love with him for his money and his power. Yeah, I think she's which, damaged. Yeah, right? And, like, after being with Danny, who was, like, obviously a lying thief... Um, to her then like she obviously attracts bad men but you're not supposed to think about that she's so well put together and look at her with her great job and all that shit it's just it's pathetic it's pathetic but that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying is her motives aren't clear for why she's with him with um, Annie Garcia and her motives don't seem to be clear why she was ever with Clooney so they you're you guys are right they should have removed her or written a better character it doesn't make any sense and then yeah. the, what, what one of you guys said is the fact that everybody knows that Andy Garcia is a piece of shit and everybody knows his reputation. So she would, too. And yet she's still yeah. as well yeah. put together as she she's is. She's so principled. And like, as educated no. as she is, she's like somehow attracted to this fucking guy. I don't think so. Is she educated? I don't even know. Like, I don't. Well, I don't with art, obviously, she's an art curator. So she would have been educated in the arts. Yeah, she would have had a she probably has a master's degree or something in. Well, she's she's clearly a higher end um, 
yeah background, the way she right? dresses like, her and her george style. clooney isn't like a isn't like yeah. a fucking corner store heist guy right like he's a very high-end criminal so you can imagine that they probably had been living fairly well i would imagine at the at the stakes that he's doing things like what's it uh elliot gould's character says that they're the best right yeah so you can assume that the level of uh of success that they had previously was probably fairly luxurious i would imagine so it's not that she's hopping around degenerates like she's definitely hopping around a, an upper crust yeah of yeah degenerate right but that doesn't yeah. tell me anything about her other than that no. she's attractive no but that's anyway, exactly it, yeah she, it have, make, like, she might not have even that's not an argument have, for her i'm sorry that's where no, okay okay also, i thought it sounded like it was i just say that that's like some more character analysis for me i'm not defending yeah. at all I'm sorry. i think like, that's that's where we though that's where the story stuff has changed too because before Clooney's insistence in chasing her and like and like not taking no for an answer maybe 20 years ago seemed charming and like that was cool and he's going to get her back no matter what but nowadays when you watch the movie he's fucking stalking her she clearly yeah. told him like to his face leave me fucking alone go away don't come back and he keeps coming back so I see yeah. him now as kind of a piece of shit to Julia Roberts for like doing this to her. Oh, totally. It's none he couldn't of his have business. done the plan. It's couldn't none of his fucking business who her. she's dating. Like, it well, it matter. is when he wants to rob. That's the thing. I I hold that he first and foremost wanted this uh, heist, yeah. and in order to do it, they had it. Like they say later on, this was all a plan. They make it seem like. Clooney getting caught wasn't part of it like and getting red red tagged or whatever but later on when they're in the elevator shaft they laugh about it and, and Matt Damon's like why didn't you tell me and he's like oh we were just, he had no reason he was like we were just fucking with you that's how tight a crew we are so that means they knew that Tess was there they knew that they needed to create that wedge with her and Terry to get him th- uh, to get um George Clooney thrown in the in the room so he could be beaten by Bruiser. They had it all planned, so it always relied on using Julia Roberts. I have no idea why she's in the back of that car at the end. They're they're and, also le- using us with yes, that type of fucking. They plan. definitely do, which I didn't appreciate a hundred percent, especially when there was no reason for them to have done it um, to trick to trick us as the audience and they, they um, do it a couple times that Matt sticks Damon. out with his sickness of the older character who's like who's not feeling good no one's in the room when he's staring in the mirror and looks like he's gonna pass out and stuff he's yeah. clearly not feeling good and then he takes something later to get sick but like i yeah. still don't understand if he's already been taking small doses well, he's of always that pumping in the, the room pep- He's RP. always doing the antiacids or whatever. Yeah, but but it seems to me that you wouldn't if you were gonna take something to to you know knock yourself out so you could fake an emergency. You're not gonna take it a couple of hours before. You're gonna take something that's gonna knock you out within a minute or two so that you can fake a cardiac arrest or whatever it is. So yeah, why yeah. are they showing him being sick and not feeling well, like alone in his private moments? I, the only thing that that makes sense to me is he isn't doing well and he overcomes it to do the plan so yeah. he doesn't let the team down. So I'm okay it's, with it if it's that's manipula- what it is. It's manipulative um, misdirection. And I'm fine yeah. with misdirection and stuff to make the story interesting and you know all that stuff, but this feels like, like you're already treating us a certain way. We're on the inside with the heist. So why are you then taking us out of inside of the heist by that misdirecting us, right? 
Like, yeah, it's already exciting. There, You're there are heist, a, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, there are heist movies that like lead you up to a moment, and they're like, and then we're gonna do this, and it doesn't show, and everyone's like, oh, and then the movie goes some other direction. And then when it comes to that moment, you're like, what's going to happen? And then it happens. And then they can reveal that they planned it. That's okay to me. But I don't like this false misdirection kind of stuff because it feels like they're lying. They're tricking me as an audience member in an unfair way. I couldn't know any other different. I'm like, oh, this is the case. He's really sick. I feel bad. They're pushing. Oh, no, wait. It was all part of the plan. And he was either taking pills to make that happen to himself or those are just like antastas and he has a little stomach indigestion. It was never really a big deal. I don't know which, but I don't appreciate that false tension that you've put on me. Well, and it also makes them seem incredibly unprofessional with the stuff they do on Matt Damon, where this is like all a gag where they were pretending that he's got to yeah. go in and do a job and they're pretending that Danny and them are all on the outs now. And you wouldn't do that on the day of the mission where you're going to steal on $150 million. You're not going to like fuck with your coworkers while you're doing this big plan as a haha joke. That makes yeah. no sense. It's like, because what if it went wrong and the yeah. whole heist went in the shitter? Why are for you a adding? Joke? Why are you adding an extra <laughs> element of of uh, obstacle for some of the other guys? It's it's stupid. Yeah, it's yeah, bad it writing. It's it's bad writing for the rest of the movie. Seems to be going along. So like, let's talk about that. I feel like the beginning of this movie is interesting. Him getting out of jail. I like that. I like that he goes and finds everybody or he finds Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt's doing that. Um, he's teaching the poker, poker to uh, actors and stuff. That, yeah. And that's all fun. This movie for the, the first two thirds of it is all fun and games, which is great. It's all fun and games and that, it's all characterization. We get to meet the team. We get to jump around and see how they're picking everybody up. Sometimes we don't even see them talk to the person. We just see yeah. them scoping them out, and then they're walking away, and they're like, hey, he's on the team. So yep. it moves quite quickly as they're they're building building the group, getting everybody together, and they all show up at, I can't remember what the guy's name's house, and they, they tell them the plan. Um, we don't get to hear what it is, but they tell them what they're going to try and achieve, and it's like a huge, big deal what they're going to try and pull off. Yeah. See, so I like that. That I like that we didn't know how it was going to work until we saw it work. That was well, kind of cool. I really appreciated the character introductions because they did enough in each of the introductions and and first fun and game moments with each of them that you don't ask, you don't need any questions or more background on anyone, what they're doing, why they're there. They're experts in their field. We get to show them, exam, um, um, sh they show us their expertise. They're all quirky. And then put them in a room and let's start the heist. Like, I don't want arcs for those characters. That's not why I need this. Like, maybe George Clooney needs an arc, which he doesn't have. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't yeah, think anyone arcs a, in this which movie. Which is a problem. No, no one arcs. They don't. It's just to witness the, the, the craziness that happens, which, yeah, maybe that could have been the moment. I mean, let, let's not let's not joke around here, fellas. The real love story in this movie should have been between George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Fuck they should hey, have, that's the they could I have been it. in a relationship and that could have been some of the relationship dramas. Those two trying to make it work while being in love mm -hmm. and doing the heist. That's a fucking movie. Yeah, that's not a bad Damn. idea. Yeah. And then you can just get rid of Tess's, Tess's weak-ass <laughs> character 
and then have like other troubling moments and whether or not you throw in that it was all part of the plan for Matt Damon's uh, Tess could actually be an ex-boyfriend but he's really a surprise and they don't know yeah so when they're there doing the heist and they're like what uh whatever the fucking guy's name is that I can't stand that plays the the main guy uh, Andy Garcia Andy Garcia Andy Garcia Zaza, Zaza. Um, <laughs> you you could have had an arc if you wanted to, where, <laughs> where where the plan the plan goes well, but but something comes up, and then Danny Ocean could have like taken the hit for everybody and and sent himself back to jail for six months so that everyone else could get away, and yeah. that could have been his arc is that he. He, you know, he sacrificed for the team or something like that. And he'd have like to that. do it in the moment, not plan it ahead of time. Because in the way that this movie is done, he knows he's going back to prison to, to, which doesn't even like serve a good purpose other than to show Tess how sorry he is. But once like, again, I, only I, I said I this think. to you in the car. I said this to you in the car. So she broke up with him because he was a criminal and went to jail. So his plan to get her back is that he's going to do another crime and go Involve to jail. Her. And go to jail, crime. Yeah, but it's the exact same reason she broke up with him, and he's gonna do the exact same thing to get her back. First of all, that makes zero fucking sense. So, Secondly, do you know what'll make her wet? Stealing from her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And nine and million dollar payday and, that'll make and, her even wetter. And secondly, <laughs> the other thing that is stupid is these guys are so good. I mean, they established the whole movie that these guys are the best. They're the shit at what they do. Yet his plan was so that he could go back to jail for six months why is that his plan why the fuck would he want that to be the end result of his amazing bulletproof plan he probably I'm has sure some relationship could. stuff uh unresolved in prison that he needs he to wants to go back before to he can get back together prison? with tess it didn't He's stop like, tess, terry I from be following you, them like my, terry's my waiting for him out of prison and he like so like that would have terry would have been following him whether he got away and just left and didn't go to jail or whether he went to jail would i believe I, it's it's to set in like a, an element of credibility like why would i set myself up to go back to prison right like yeah. why would i do that if i was stealing from you i think it's like a plausible deniability kind of but thing that he's work. putting in there it yeah doesn't it doesn't work, work anyway but anyway, and I think he would either. know that because they talk and, about how Tony Benedict and, is so and yeah, one of exactly. one of the one of the other biggest flaws I noticed this time was, and I can't believe I've never noticed it ever before, is that when they're in the middle of the plan and they have him on the phone, their plan is they're going to send up half the money in these huge bags. Oh yeah, and then they're going to keep half of the other money downstairs as a hostage, and they're going to blow it up, and so. Uh, when they finally get to the van and they open the back door and it blows up, it is filled with six bags of um, flyers for prostitutes. But they never took six bags worth of flyers full of prostitutes downstairs to the vault. So how well, did they, they get do it down take, there? They do take bags down. They do take full bags down with them. George Clooney and Brad Pitt took six all the six All the guys down? when they're dressed in the SWAT gear... When they go down with everybody. No, the bags have already come up. When oh, yeah. you're right. That's, right. Have, yeah, yes. that's the part the, I can't figure either. It does, so what I was that. suggesting to John on the ride home is they should have made a decision. They were going to sacrifice half the money to get the other half. So they should have set up the real money, half of it, and then they go down in the SWAT gear and steal the other half, and then they blow it up at the airport so, so he gets nothing, Garcia. But they sacrifice half the money. That would have actually not been bad. That could have yep. worked. 
Yep. Because they use well, that at as least a distraction. it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a lot to see. I can let it go because this movie sets itself up to be so fun that I can let a lot of like close calls, coincidences, perfect, perfect planning. Um, there's so many things in this could have gone wrong. Like so many things like uh, that, that just would have thrown the, the whole plan into the throes, like things that rely on people reacting certain ways or saying certain things or being at the right place at the right time. Um, like let's say Terry Benedict also that Catton can get a transfer to Vegas. Yeah. Right. He gets it to the right hotel yeah. to the right casino like that. That, that doesn't make too much sense. Let's say Might that as, as well soon call as, it white Jack. As soon as Rusty calls <laughs> yeah. Benedict and said, we're robbing your casino. What if Benedict was like fucking uh, uh, oh, uh, Danny Ocean and sent someone down to that room right away to like see, get Danny Ocean because he's in the hotel. Like there's a heist happening. It was him, obviously. And then he wouldn't be there. And they'd be like, oh, where the fuck is O? And then they'd see the open roof and Bruiser would be like, I don't know what's happening, Mr. Ocean. And the heist is fucking done. Like right there blows it up. So I can look past a lot of that, though, uh, most of the time with um, with movies I think like I this. Looked, because I, I think I look past most of that. I think yeah, that's why 90% I'm saying of it. I give this movie actually a pretty, like all those things you mentioned are, are absolutely true. And I give this movie a lot of leeway. Um, but when it comes to her character and the end of the movie, I feel like I can't because once again, it's the end of the movie. And what is the end result like? Well, they know. ruin it with the fucking way that Tony Benedict explains the whole thing to the audience. <laughs> Nothing ruins. Uh, that is my like one of my number one examples of a movie being ruined at the end, aside from uh, Unbreakable. Um <laughs> which does a miraculous yeah. job of fucking degrading its quality in the last couple seconds. It's the um, quickest ever. It's a, yeah. It is the One quickest. Line. Shit, yeah. what? And also this. What? Yeah, it's like, whoa. Just <laughs> blank. Fucking asshole. Dumbledore just... is gay. No, what? How did that happen? <laughs> but <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do give this a lot of leeway though. This movie is meant to be fun, right? Yeah. And you and you're getting into it to be fun, and that's why you don't like we're now we're like looking into this thing like we tend to, like at the very fine details, but if you stand back, this movie could have just glared over a lot of this stuff in the essence of um you know, just like we're we're having fun here. So put, you know, put all the reality in the back of your mind yeah and uh and take the ride with us but if you introduce too many stupid things then we start to question even the the ridiculousness yeah and i yeah. and i i give it I, I i wash over i forget about all of those things with my enjoyment of the movie up until the point where danny um and they say danny's out and uh and he's not going to be a part of the mission anymore and then they they give oh, yeah. it's like I'm I'm with the movie up until that one point. I could overlook every fucking thing that came before it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But for me, that's when the movie takes a bad turn, and then mm -hmm. the things start. All of the things that don't make sense start to stack up. And yeah, I uh, so I feel like they couldn't. They couldn't. Fin they couldn't. They couldn't do the ending. They they fuck up the ending. It was just too much. Yeah, it was just too much. And um, like I thought, it. a perfect ending spot for the movie. 
if there wasn't a lot of the other trash would have been they look at the fountain at the Bellagio and then they all kind of smile, freeze face, and then off we go. But Danny's like with them, done. though. But Danny's with them, and none of that stuff happened. Yeah, no, they, they just, just they do the heist. It. it was a hard day. They got the money. They got away clean. They look at each other, and then there's no other loose ends to tie up. Like nope, and that's the going end. Going to jail and stupid relationship um, Yeah, oh, that's bad. And she comes running out when he gets in the car, and she's like, eh, that all. And one of the worst things that's always bothered me since the first time I saw the movie was when... They take Danny out of the room, and then in the hallway in front of one of the cameras, Danny asks, uh, uh, what's his name? Andy Garcia's character asks Danny for the money back, and Danny says he'll give him his money back if he'll leave Tess, and then yeah. he says he'll leave Tess, and they get Tess to turn on the TV and watch the security Another footage on her TV. First of all, how, how, do they know, how do they know? What if they didn't get her on the phone? What if she didn't pick up the phone? Or what if she didn't turn on the TV? Yeah. So that blows up. It's like change the channel twelve. She's like, "Fuck you." Who is this? Secondly, how are they projecting? How are they projecting footage from the security cameras (laughs) to a television in a room? I don't fucking know that either. Thirdly, how is that camera? Thirdly, how is a camera and a security camera have a microphone? It's they don't (laughs) usually have microphones that so she can hear the dialogue. This one has a great one. Maybe so they like, set that up too. I don't. Every know. single thing about that, might be that Tony makes or, uh, no sense. And what if, what if the, the Andy Garcia said he loved her and he would never give her up? Yeah, yeah. he just said that. Like, like, or fucking, yeah, or yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what he's gonna say. So that's a terrible thing to do to her. Because what if Garcia turns out to love her and doesn't say what Danny wants him to? So or, none of that part of the plan makes any yeah, fucking no. sense. Yeah. yeah. None of yeah. it. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, he's like, what if I told you I could get all your money back? Uh, would you leave Tess? And he'd be like, yeah. Or he'd be like, no, I, I love her. And he'd be like, oh, f- oh fuck. Shit, that, that backfired. <laughs> what, if I, yeah. what if I threw out another 50 mil? <laughs> yeah. What, what amount of money is it going to take <laughs> to get you to leave Tess? Yeah. And, and then Tess's reaction, once again, being what it is, is to rush to Danny, who just ripped off $150 million from a casino and is going back to jail to tell him that she wants to be with him. Yeah. Like, awful, awful, awful. So you, you, I don't think you can recover from that. You can't come back from that shit. It's just all a bit well, you can't too convenient. It's at the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, and then, and then Tony Benedict says, what they did was make a video of the vault. In the, and again, I can't reiterate enough how much that ruins the whole fucking everything. Well, the the other thing that happens as a consequence of that, like, is her, she immediately goes down and breaks up with Terry, and she's like, "Everyone, someone's always watching your place." Like, he'd be like, "Wait now, so she just saw and heard that conversation I had, and that's why she's leaving." Uh, that's obviously someone was doing that to me, so that confirms it's Danny. Like, yeah, that conversation well, was strange that he happened to be there. Yeah, like, yeah. he knows. I didn't even. Think I don't know. It, but that's true. <clears throat> It, no, it you're totally it. right. It, it does confirm it. Yeah, because Danny just wanted her, and so Danny fucked her, him over. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all Danny. You can't think about it too much. You wouldn't. I don't think you'd pick up on this watching this movie for the first time. I think the fun and the games and the twist and everything would. would you'd walk out and you'd be like, ah, oh, what a fun little film. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we've the, all seen this movie so many times, the, and the we're end, all so the, anal retentive about details. Yes. The end. The end with. The end with Julie Roberts has always bothered me. Always, even even like the first few times I've seen it, 
Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have been sense. able to put a finger on it until until now with 250 reviewed movies under our belts. Um, it's just bad writing is all it is. Is It's lazy writing. It's like, how do we get Tess to find out that he's a scumbag and go back to Danny? And then they're like, let's come up with the, the easiest solution without us having to do too much fucking work because we're being lazy. Yeah. And it's just like, we'll pipe it into a room. There'll be a microphone. They'll they'll say he'll say everything we want him to say to make him <laughs> her go back. Like fuck off, fuck you. It's like same thing if you just speak it aloud. To be like, oh, okay. Well, we'll have to when Danny. We'll have to have a moment when Danny can like put it to Benedict, and we'll have to show that video to Tess. Oh, will we record it and play it back? No, let's play it live. Okay. What if Tess wasn't in her room? What if yeah, Tess like was then you just start to poke spa. holes in the what idea. What if Tess was driving around in her car? What if she's taking a dump? She's yeah. crunching. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what if she tells him, fuck you, I'm not turning on my TV and hangs up? Yeah, I had bad <laughs> seafood. Fuck off. They had to go in there and, like, hold her eyes open and, like, make her stare at the TV. Yeah. They sent like, two thugs in with masks. Yeah, like, Benedict could have had food poisoning or caught a flu or something and just not been on the floor that night. He'd be like, I'll turn it over to you, my house manager. Uh, I'm Terry. I and think we it. know Tony, Tony would work through it, though. He'd Terry like, would put on my big boy shit pants and yeah, work through this would. stomach illness. Probably would. Okay, because there's no one ever gets a day off in my casino. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and it's my money. It's like it's not your money. You just work there. You're an employee of the casino. Other people's yeah, yeah, money. Yeah, that's true. You're just, you don't own it. You're the general manager, aren't you? Yeah. I don't know if he doesn't. Does he own the Bellagio in this? I, they say that they're no. his casinos. The three casinos are his casinos, they say. So I get the impression that they're like his, his, but it's weird that he would own them and then like relentlessly also work there. That doesn't tend to be the way it is, is it? No. Like uh, Mr. Wynn isn't fucking on the floor telling the pit bosses what to do, is he? I'm not, I, don't, I wouldn't think Like so. I think he generally sits upstairs and fucking, uh, you know, chain of commands that shit. I don't even know if he would live in Vegas. Who knows? I I mean, yeah, yeah you're totally right. And and definitely the Bellagio, Mirage, and MGM, uh, geographically speaking, are not close enough to put all their money in one fucking vault. Nah, Bellagio to MGM is like a good twenty five minute hike. Like, and it's not very far away. But if you're in Vegas with all that ground, you got to cover. Like MGM's across from uh, Aria and Cosmo, which are you know a little up the street from from Bellagio, but not not right next door. You got Caesars in there. Yeah, too. It, so, it's a so Steve Wynn lives in Los Angeles in a forty eight million dollar mansion. He does not he does not walk the floors of the Wynn and no, on he's, a, he's yeah on a daily basis. Yeah. Not to say that no one would ever, but it just doesn't seem like a typical not an, thing. Yeah. That a guy would he's do. he's like operations manager for those three things. Or oh, here I've got it right in front of me. C O O maybe. I don't know what he is. I don't know what he is. I don't know if I care. <laughs> because it's Terry Benedict. Okay, so we've been doing yeah, it some. It says he owns them all. Oh wow! Yeah, right back at his rival Terry Benedict, who owns all three casinos. Christ! And actually, he talks about how Terry Benedict was running him out of his own casino, and then they show the demolition later with yeah, all that. Yeah. So I I do get the impression he he owns it, but he's just so fucking uh uh what do you call it? Uh, over management, micromanagement. He's oh, a micromanager. Oh yeah, like he goes to talk to the high rollers room to talk to somebody about putting a fucking case in his safe. 
Yeah. He he he's got that much fucking time on no. his hands. Like, he wouldn't have dealt with Lyman meeting, He's not meeting fucking anybody. With the way and this that, guy is, he never would have met with Mr. Zerga, and Mr. Zerga would have been put it in your main safe. He'd be like, uh, Mr. Zerga, go fuck yourself. And then walk yeah, talk away. To my, That's the talk to my hotel manager or something like that. And also, like, they don't know anything about that Zerga guy. When he asks his man about him, he's like, oh, I think he's a businessman from Europe. So, like, why the fuck is he talking to him? He owns yeah. three casinos. He's just some businessman in the high roller room. Who gives a fuck? And he was up <laughs> You'd see a ton of ultra rich people coming through there. Yeah. Yeah. Every fucking day would be the, the high rollers. The high rollers room? Jeez. Millionaires yeah. and billionaires in it. He's not fucking going and greeting everybody and shaking their hands. That make, None of that made any sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's turn our harsh taps off and turn on the taps of gushing praise. Um, for this flick because <laughs> as much as we've yes. like spent the last 20 or 30 minutes kind of poking some holes and shitting on a few things i have a good time in this movie a lot of this fun movie games. Is, is good yeah. time fun and games and because because they don't focus on arc of character they throw a lot of characters at you i'm just looking at the poster of this movie which has five actors of like insanely high caliber and then there's another five to seven that are sitting in the background ready to come in when they can um Everybody in this movie, acting-wise, maybe maybe Matt Damon's the weakest. He is. But I, I think it's because really of the character he plays. But I, I didn't find... He's supposed find to be meek, so I think he doesn't really have... Yeah, Matt Damon's He's supposed to be likable but forgettable, right? His, and yeah. he's perfect his, at that. His best, <laughs> his best acting in this movie is when he is playing the... Um, uh, when he's playing his character with Terry Benedict. Yeah, he's good in that stuff. Everybody's good in this. Everybody is funny. Everybody is charming. Everybody has is quirky and has great scenes. And um, the scenes in this movie are very quick. There are two or three lines. Some of them. Yeah, we fly along. In two this or three movie. lines of dialogue, are, and it's and it's fun. The music, like Brent mentioned earlier, is fun because we don't. Well, we even don't looking need... at the quotes, like we were doing, like John and I were remarking. Almost every quote is a quip playing off of somebody else, and that this movie like really rolls like that. It's always quick banter, um, yeah. back and forth, and I think that helps increase the speed or the feel of the speed because we're still almost at two hours. Um, but the characters are quick and they're witty, and the dialogue is the same, and I think that that fucking rockets us. Like, it, yeah, it, it doesn't through a lot of things that movie. are problematic. It doesn't well, we, feel long at all because you're having so much fun no, as you're moving along with it and. And things are happening, like every scene something is happening to drive the story for it. Something comes up, they get a new teammate, They something comes up that's a problem that they they've got to deal it. with. Yeah. yeah, we don't waste a lot of time in like character development. Like we get Except it done at the start. Except for with Julie Roberts. The only time shit well, slows down is when he's, he's hanging out with her at the table. Are those conversations between him and Brad Pitt about Tess. That slows. That really fucking slows this movie down. Because those I don't are care. the only times. I want to see the heist, plan the heist, run into obstacles, it's a heist overcome them. Movie. It's like not a relationship love story, except like I said, Clooney and Pitt. They could have had a little little thing, and then that would have been perfect. Like those guys. Like John just wants to see them have be, sex. Well, I mean, who doesn't want to <laughs> be either all? Pitt or Clooney in this movie? <laughs> That'd like, be the highest rated pay per view ever, man. If you could I pick mean, a way to look for the rest for of your that. life, it'd be one of these two guys in this movie. I would think it's just like, God oh, damn, yeah. 
God damn. Yeah, I take either of them. Yeah. I'd probably like, go Pitt more though. I'd want to be look like Pitt more than Clooney. Pitt ain't Clooney a lot looks of like lot. he's got a, a heavy eyebrows across his fucking uh pubis. Mm. He's he's a step away from being uh Eugene Levy. <laughs> I love Eugene Levy. He should play Eugene oh, Levy. Me too, Eugene me too. Levy story. George Clooney. Oh my god, he could do it too. Eugene Levy has a new TV show about traveling where he goes to different places and meets people. I've seen his... a touch of it. It looks like Me it's too. for boomers. Yeah. yeah, I watched the first episode where he goes to Finland. It was fun. Um, okay, so because they build the characters quickly at the start, that means that the scenes that everyone's in, like Colin was saying, is quick hitting and everyone's like comedy can shine. So like Bernie Mac buying the trucks, talking about the lotion in his hand. Love that scene. Fucking love yeah. that scene. It's fucking... Th- Bernie those, Mac's gold, man. We all have a different interpretation of that scene. I, my interpretation, and it always has been, at least like recently, is that Bernie Mac is kind of hitting on him because he's holding his hand, talking about how nice his hands feel and talking about like how he can't wear gloves anymore. To bed Denim like the jeans. Nighttime, <laughs> his nighttime situation or whatever. And he will not let his hand go. And he is like talking kind of like flirty with him. Yeah. And uh, he's and he's very uncomfortable. He's so uncomfortable. He wants to give him the thing for a better deal so he can get away from him. He gives him twenty yeah. five hundred dollars more <laughs> off. He said eighteen five was the best, and he went down to sixteen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, for whatever is going on in that scene, that I, super always, homophobic. Then I, totally I've is. always liked it. I, I've always liked it. It's always been uh, for me. I just thought smile. that he was squeezing him squeezing his hand and giving him like that long talk we'll look at him in the eye which Crazy, was really like, intended to be like yeah threatening right like, but if it but if it carries over into the oh he's probably homophobic too so i'll just like pull him real close he's and talk so about soft him. I'm, fi- I'm fine with it's it totally i just never good, had yeah. seen it because because right? he's not saying anything threatening he's the things he's saying are, he's talking about moisturizing hands and wearing gloves to bed and stuff it's so <laughs> strictly it's so, speaking Men should wear gloves on their hands with that would mess with my social agenda. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's that type of thing. That's the type of that thing quote. that uh, gets me is, oh uh, is, is I love Bernie Mac too. I, he used to have a TV show and I, I, it was really funny. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. Um, uh, Bad Santa is still like the top quality. He's Bernie great Mac. in that too. He's a, yeah, he's yeah, so a uh, great, great comedic actor. Yeah, he works. Casey Affleck and Scott Kahn are a great duo in this. And I really appreciated that they were total fuck ups to each other, like totally ripping on each other. And their fights seemed as genuine as as playful for the scenes. But then there are other scenes where they have to be like uh, Lyman Zerga's bodyguards and uh, other where they play it like totally straight, straight edge because they're professionals. And I love that they knew exactly when it was okay to have fun and when not to and while they did fuck around like as part of their character work they didn't ever quite go over the top to the same extent that uh, the whole trick on Matt Damon goes where they're fucking with him in the middle of the heist there is a there's a really funny bit in Ocean's 13 where um, they send Casey Affleck to Mexico to work in the plant that makes oh, the dice oh and they start a revolution and he starts a revolution yeah he he's doesn't like, like no the working conditions. He's yeah. like, there's no air conditioning in here. And like, th- they make you work this long and they only pay you this much. And he, he gets them to revolt. I remember that. <laughs> what so is it's, that? It's in? actually That's the Ocean's best 11 part 3. of that movie. Yeah, the Ocean's third one. Ocean's 11-3. Or Ocean's 13 oh, okay, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, he turns them uh, against the. It's for the people. Power for the people. Power for the people. <laughs> yeah, I he's do, better I do than that. He like has that. more of a story in in that movie than he does in this. I mean, the yeah. chemistry of all these people is awesome, and that's why this works so well. Yes, that that the chemistry, the acting, like everything there is completely solid, start to finish. I think it's the biggest reason why this movie did as well as it did because good good uh, acting and smooth charismatic characters who have that chemistry can carry a movie a really long way can carry a bad movie and this is not a bad movie so they had they had some good material to work with um, and they crush it like I'd have a hard time picturing at least past like the top five like maybe with Damon being the the outlier there I think his role kind of could have been played by other people I actually who was I reading um, Mark Wahlberg was supposed to play his role but Wahlberg decided that uh, Planet of the Apes, you goddamn dirty apes, say hi to your mother well, for he's, me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a star of that too, so he is. Yeah, so yeah. I probably that that yeah. probably wasn't this the would worst have been decision. an ensemble. Planet of the you Apes got to be the star. Yeah, that spun off into a whole bunch of others, but yeah, I don't know what Rock. it is. <clears throat> what it is with um, with uh, not Wahlberg with Matt Damon in this one, like. He has but moments where he's is, fine, but I, his main character, I guess, it, it just doesn't really work for me. I mean, wise. I mean, th- my problem is though is that two thirds of this movie, once again, all of the all of the little teeny things that that you know need to happen could be completely overlooked because you're just having such a great time. <laughs> yeah, you're not thinking about if if the things that are happening are realistic they they do a good enough job they they make it move so quickly that you don't have time to think about it you just like are just moving along moving along moving along and i do think there's a huge speed bump there when they try and add some extra tension are they trying to raise the stakes yeah. with all of the george clooney stuff with tess and that he's going to blow the mission because because he's more interested in his ex-wife than the heist and so they got to get rid of him or he can't be a part of it and there I feel like the movie does the it breaks the pattern of what is going on and and then that is broken and it no longer runs smoothly from there. I feel like it's speed bump after speed bump after that. Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of speed bumps. Um, and then the ending so, is uh, like n- not good. It doesn't so, make sense. So it's silly. What are you saying? What's your? I, I think we call this. Think, Otherwise, just, we're beating a dead horse here. A little yeah, bit. I yeah, I just don't think. I just don't think that last twenty-five minutes. I I can't be left with that, and then that's the end of the movie, and it be a good movie. So, it, to me, it doesn't. It doesn't hold up again. Like you, you crush my spirits again. I'm just <laughs> having such a good time. Yeah. And you rush it, and you gotta fuck it up. And I don't even know if you could fix it. Fix it in editing. I don't think you, you you could fix some of it in editing. She's too big a part of the end. Yeah, she is. She you, you. I don't think you can get rid of Julie Roberts completely, and it would make sense as written. Hmm. I don't know. Or you it take out the hold, part where he's fucking with Damon. You just you make it so it's legitimately. Um, that part you could edit out. Yes, that you part know, you could like, edit out. Like that could have been Clooney's plan, and he didn't divulge it to anybody. They I, didn't right? even have to. Dis- they didn't have to even discuss it. What I'm saying is, is if there is no discussion of it, no talk about him being blacklisted, and he's at the slot machines, and they grab him and throw him in the room, and, there, and there's no talk about it, that would have that editing would have made it run fine. 
I I love the idea right? that he instead of having Tess in the movie that you have him <clears throat> like leading up the heist and then near the end he has to make a decision that will result in the heist being successful but him probably going to jail for it. Like and yeah, then and in a moment okay that, that would that would give his character an arc that he's making a, a selfless decision. I guess he wasn't selfish to begin with. So you'd have to put in some kind of selfishness for him at the start. Um, but anyway, you could fine. work it so that he has to make the choice live in the moment, not like planned ahead of time bullshit that we laugh about later because we fooled the audience because we didn't tell him. <laughs> We're so smart. <laughs> yeah, Clooney's like, I'll take the hit, and uh, and then and then they pick him up from jail and they give him his they give him his share, and yeah. then those guys are still following him. You could have still done something like that, yeah. Ooh. But you didn't, and you fucked it up. And you fucked it up good. <laughs> you fucked it up real good. I don't know, yeah, Brent. Well. I'm kind of uh, wavering a little in my decision. I'm wavering too, and I'll tell you why. Do it. Um, because they do fuck this at the end. Mm. Um, but it's always been fucked at the end. And it's never been something that I just got on this watching. Like, I've always been aware of this movie's flaws. But I always have continued to watch this movie because it's so fun and enjoyable. And so to me, like, does it work? Like, does does all the components of the screenplay, does all the components of of the movie that way work? No. But, you know, is the whole it? worth more than the sum of the parts? Right. Right? Yeah. That's where I struggle in, too. For me, though, I definitely did notice a lot more of these things this time. Like, it's really weird how we watch these because I've seen this movie, I can't even tell you how many times, and, like, I never noticed a bunch of things in here that make absolutely no sense and <laughs> are really troublesome. I, I, and I, It's so funny that that, that happens, but... It's weird for me. The ending's always bothered me. The ending's always bothered me. Yeah, there's always I been some problem why, with this like movie. Like John said, it was like, why is it bad? Yeah. I used to think that they just set it up for a sequel, and I hate when movies go out of their way to set up a sequel. Like, okay, we saved the world. All right, but uh, maybe we'll need to save the world again. It's like, huh? <laughs> maybe. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. But but since then, maybe. like you, I've, I've been able to refine that down now to see that that's the, that's the ending they had to ham fist in here. Be, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they were talking about this heist movie. Again, I've not seen the original, so probably should check it out to see um, what yeah. remained true and what, what was added. But um, my feeling is that they wrote the bank heist movie and then they're like, mm, needs more chicks. So we'll get Julia to be <laughs> yeah. his his thing, and then they they went back and they wrote around what they had to make it work to have the love interest. That's what it kind of seems like. It's so ham fisted and so late in the game um, that uh, yeah, it, it does. But then on the other hand, I'm like the rest of it though, and the characters so enjoyable. It's a good time. I'm not mad at the end of it. It feels more like a wasted opportunity than a huge mistake. Um, yeah. So yeah, what I come down to in the end of this is—is is it does it ruin it enough to make the movie not hold up? And I'm I'm kind of right now leaning more towards what Brent said, and that it was never a perfect movie to begin with. It doesn't try; it's not overly trying to be something it's not. Like it is first and foremost a heist movie, and gets through the heisting pretty well. Uh, it just tried to have a B story, B love story that I just don't like. It's dudes, just man, it's the, the end dudes. result of where Clooney takes it 
like I said, getting himself sent back to prison and thinking that that was going to get him back the girl that dumped him because he went to prison. Yeah. And that I mean, is such does, a flawed concept like that, that, that the whole... It ruins, for me, it ruins the whole heist that that, that, that was the end result that Danny wanted. He wanted, yeah, that he orchestrated and, and, and got. Yeah, he orchestrated it that way. It wasn't like he got caught. He intentionally did all these things and and to get the love of his life back, which makes just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, but I don't... Uh, see, I, try, I never have left this movie thinking about that. I've always left the movie thinking about that they... How are they going to spend the money with Dan, with uh, Benedict watching them? And damn, they did so good to not get caught. Because you were watching cut. it for Hold Up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because but now that I see this part for Hold Up, it's like that was his that was his plan. Like he planned that. Couldn't he have like come up with a way that he got the girl without manipulating her as badly? I guess any plan you put in place, you're manipulating people to go through with uh, what you want as an outcome. It's just such a strange outcome. And yeah, that that one. Collins very. He was simple. always going to go to jail. I think. Why? Well, because he was in Vegas for this bank robbery. There's no way his likeness wasn't going to get picked up somewhere. I think it could have been if he wasn't he, being gonna, so like being he, so yeah, he, brazen about going in and putting his face in there. Like he could have been the planner. And he only scenes. goes back to prison for parole violation, right? Which yeah. is minimal. I guess. And not a big deal to me. So it's not a it's not a problem it's that he goes six back months. to prison for me. He goes back to prison for six months. He yeah. didn't have but to. That he There's felt no reason he had to. That he well, felt that's that he what he needed to. to get tests. Like because that's the that's, only reason he went back to plan. prison was to get tests. He's like, I want the money. Number one. Okay, now I also on tests. I got to go back to prison for that because I'm going to fuck with Terry Benedict. He at the very least is going to make that phone call. Except for she dumped him for going back to yeah, prison. Yeah, I know. that. That <laughs> You saying that, though, is something I had never considered, and it may, that does make zero sense. I'm going to do the same thing and get her this time. Well, but that's what they're addressing, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Like, they're addressing, he's like, he's like, I went to prison, surely you noticed or whatever, and she's, like, annoyed by it. But my, my feeling is that... Um, he makes her realize that she cares for him and that prison isn't like enough, right? I don't yes. know. It's not done well enough to <laughs> no, make it sense. Not. <laughs> it's not. It is that's a big it is a big speed bump. Um but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that by the thinnest of razors that this movie holds up, um, because it's it's that's not what it's about that's this that's the speed bump that i have trouble getting over but for the fun heist movie that we get the fond memories yeah, i'm not saying i know I'm you're not, not saying man, i won't watch it again i'll you, watch it again you're always going to be that that to me is a hold up structure for you. than than the rest of us we i mean we've said movies have been enjoyable but not hold up I'll, and we've said movies have uh, like yeah, not held up but we'd watch again so that's that's nothing new I for guess us i'd struggle with it though right like un, un, unbroken or unbreakable held up even with that ending, even oh, though yeah, that, that ending is like it's quick because right? right? the rest no, of the movie is so that's good more that last little bit than can't this. be enough. But that but the For ending of that ends. movie is um it just pops up words on the screen that yeah. if I blink I could miss. This has twenty five minutes for me <laughs> for me not for you guys necessarily. Yeah. This has twenty five minutes where like this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. And then the end doesn't make any sense. And then cut the black. It's just like what? No, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not. Will not give you credit. For, you did not make a good movie. 
because you fucked up the third act. The whole third act is for me is bad. That doesn't mean it's bad for you guys. It was just bad for me, so that's why. Yeah, I, I know that what you say isn't true for me. It's, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. don't need to explain that. I know how opinions work. Do you know what? Well, I'm, I, I, I just don't want to. I just don't want to come <laughs> off that you guys agree with that. No, that, no, that or that we're wrong for feeling what we got. But no, does the third act suck opinions. for you, John, or is it just the very ending? It, it's. See, the third act still has the fun-ish conclusion to the heist, and there's still fun stuff going on. So, like, all of the test stuff, I just am like, ugh, move on, let, let's go. And then even even at the end where she's, like, watching Terry on the screen, and Terry's admitting that he'd rather have the money than test, I'm like, that's I don't care. I just don't care. Like, and I don't care that Danny's going to get her. that she's worth more than $150 million? That's it. What a high opinion <laughs> of herself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's the Matt Damon stuff where they trick Matt Damon. It's the him. That I the, don't the, like. It's the, that's what I'm saying. From that point, I, it's not fun for me. It's the it's Danny <laughs> Garcia explaining everything with the double vault. Someone built a vault, a duplicate of mine, and they yeah. put yeah, that, that on that a week ago. Terrible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there is no fun. <laughs> but in that's that not last the whole portion. third act. That's that's a one the line of dialogue that he fucking butchers the movie with. It's it's hard. I guess I guess when they go they they fly down the elevator shaft and they they set off the bomb. And that's that's all fun. And the and yeah. the van driving itself and then going like little bits forward and back and forward yeah, and yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know and they blow it and stuff like that. Like so there the is thing still is some fun yeah, in the third it's act. Not you guys all are right. It just it it's just causes you to have some issues. It makes me think that in a way I almost wish I could go back to not having studied movies as much as we do because I think sometimes we study the joy um, and the the um, our reactions are, are changed over time there's one gal who does the first time seeing movies review called popcorn in bed and I like watching her because she approaches all the movies like a child in that she's like oh that and she like doesn't dig deep she takes everything at face value so ooh, that bad guy better get it and ooh, that good guy better win and oh so much struggle and oh that's so sad oh they got together yay what a great movie at the end right i almost wish i had that i don't want to call it naivete um uh but it's there's something about like just coming into movies with no expectations and then watching them and letting whatever it hits you with by the end take you and this movie would be like ah fun a fun thing and then it's only after watching 200 movies in detail and like looking for things that you start to see some more of these obvious holes in a movie that's never trying to be that serious in the first place which well, doesn't excuse Soder- it uh, it doesn't excuse Soderberg it says that like he says he wanted the film to be an opportunity to give audiences pleasure from beginning to end and he wanted it to be a movie that you just surrender to without embarrassment yeah. and without regret. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what this movie is. That's kind of I, I think I think I think the, yeah. for me the first two thirds is that. Yeah. And 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 then he goes then he goes No, but it, that's it why he says far. at the end you just surrender and you you don't be embarrassed and you don't regret it. You just allow it to be fun. Like John's saying like she approve, approaches these things with this like this uh, naivete and this like open-mindedness yeah. and this childlike wonder and that's what this is supposed to be and that is exactly the feeling that this movie captures from beginning to end that's the part that you like and i don't find that those things ruin it because we're not meant to this isn't a movie this isn't schindler's list or something that we're meant to like really watch yeah. and break down and all that stuff it's meant to be slick and fun right yeah and i think that it is slick and fun 
And since that was Soderbergh's approach, and I think that even everyone in this movie would acknowledge that the movie is not a perfect movie and it's meant to be fun and, and uh, silly. I will say that it holds up, actually. I'll say that. No, this, and that's uh, okay, but, but what you're well, saying... Well, thank you so, for your approval. <laughs> no, but no, it's just it took a while for you to get there. So, But what you're saying is, and that's fine that it took a while for you to get there, but what I'm Fuck saying you. is... Fuck you. I had to listen to you guys talk for 10 fucking minutes just Julie now. Roberts, I said Julie, one thing. You fuck off. <laughs> Julie Roberts and Richard Gere and Pretty Woman, like, if, if, the, the, if that relationship doesn't work, that movie fails. That yep. movie falls flat. And that movie doesn't fall flat. Pretty Woman, again, like, way you, deeper than this. This is a know, but, silly fucking heist flick. But I'm just saying is you can't you can't have the, the Julia Roberts and George Clooney thing go, well, we won't, we won't do a good job writing it. Who gives a fuck? It's just supposed to be fun. It won't make any sense why she's with him. But I don't him, find that it's him. so poor. Anyways, it's you keep telling us how it's okay to have our opinion, and every time we do, you try to tell us why we're wrong. So we no, can't I'm have just, our own opinions. You stop saying no, that. That's what I'm saying. I'm stop saying, saying it. Well, I'm, we're wrong. I'm sorry for think, having an opinion. I don't think we're being harsh on the. I don't think we're being harsh on the movie. If the first time I, if this was the first time I saw this movie, I would probably watch it like that woman on YouTube too. And it's okay for you to feel that way. Yeah, but I've uh, but I, see. But I've seen this movie twenty <laughs> times, so I can't. I can't. I, if we it doesn't do a matter pod- how many times you see it to me. But if it's, we want to do a podcast to talk about a movie we've never seen before for the first time, then that's a different podcast than what we're doing. That's all. That's I'm frequently what this podcast is. We watch movies that not all of us have seen. Mm-hmm. That's part of the holdup evaluation. Is sometimes watching things like that, right? Yeah, and sometimes and seeing it's fun from to hear from that fresh person, eyes and seeing like, holy fuck, this it, movie's yeah. old, and what that's going to be like. And I think if you watch this first watch and weren't trying to tear it apart, right? If you just sat down surrendering and allowing this to be fun, I think it is fun. I think that the Julia Roberts stuff and uh, and uh, what's his face, I think that like clearly it's not perfectly written. But if you just are just letting this movie wash over you as an enjoyable hour and fucking 50, then I think it does it. I think that it does enough for it. It's not great. It's not well, like, perfectly done. But I think that a lot of that stuff is, I'll say, fine. I'll give this movie more credit, too, because I tried to watch three brand new movies for the first time, never seen them before the other day, and I couldn't get through 15 or 20 minutes of them. Whereas this movie, I get through the first, like, hour and a half, and it's fucking great. So, I mean, if you can, like, suck an audience in to, like to stay in that long these days nobody can do that any fucking more so like thank god that there's some filmmakers that can do that i i because i do care about the characters and i want to see them succeed and i want to see them pull off their heist i just never like the end result i hear you i hear you well a rocky road to get there but we get there and there's some mixed results but that's okay that's fine. Do you know this movie was a, a big opener when it came out? It dethroned Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, which was... And I forgot about this because what a 2001 this was. A couple of weeks later, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring came out and annihilated everything. Pretty pretty fun. But uh, some... some the, fact that, the fact that so many big movies made so much money in one year too is... is um, I mean, these were the the best days for Hollywood, right? Well, there was no streaming. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. You could have like you could have like a bunch of movies make three or four hundred million dollars all in the same year in the theater. Yep. Yeah. And nowadays it's like it's tough. Yeah. You might get it. People just rather stay home. Avatar just made a shitload of money. Yeah, there are Despite people still yeah, going to theaters, but movie. Like, no, you know, like Top Gun like, is another one. That. Maverick, yeah, Maverick. That, that's what I'm saying is you can have these standouts, but it's just not so many um, well, in the I don't think year. as many are being made, though. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Well, they're, I don't they're, think it's that they can't do it. I think that they're just not coming out. Like, well, they're, they're trying. Like, with try to think of the, the Marvel movies that came out that are as big, right? Like the DC and Marvel. Yes, they're, they're still hammering that, and people are fucking sick of it. Like, we've known for a little over two years now, I think, that that had its heyday. But they got to keep squeezing yeah. that lemon, squeezing that rock. And now that they're running out of that shit and actually talking about, like, they fired the guy in charge of the Marvel side of the studio. DC has got to be just shitting their pants because they can't even come up with one good fucking. I think Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, was the only one that people gave like credence to, and it fucked itself in the last half hour of that movie as well. That was a fine movie yeah, going up to where she decided to have the reveal of who the actual bad guy was and the stupidest fight in the century with him. So they can't get shit done because. DC's gross, the, yeah. but the, John's right. The first like the first two thirds of Wonder Woman was really, 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 really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and then yeah. it ruined itself. And yeah, imploded. bad bad and guy, had, like, and then they killed Chris Pine. It's like Jesus fuck, like shoot yourself. And then they just had a big more. CG like lightning fight like over the top, like three CG <laughs> in there so to try bad. and end the movie. So bad. Yeah. yeah, DC does suck. Like I think everybody agrees that DC is bad. You guys haven't like, watched any of that Jack, Zack Schneider like four hour version of. I haven't seen either whatever. version of that movie because fuck that movie. Yeah, what movie? The shouldn't. Justice League. Uh, they did a copy. The Justice League. And then Zack oh, Snyder I didn't seen like that. it, so we put out an hour longer version with like better or different effects. Oh fucking gross! Like, I haven't like seen Batman versus Superman because no. that's fucking stupid. The whole DC world is stupid. The second you introduce Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't. Like, the you, fucking no, you what can't. What a boring superhero. The fucking terrible. Batman's the good property that they had. Batman, Joker, that stuff. They should have leaned into the darkness of that and stop putting things like Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck in movies like that. Yeah, get someone that's legitimate. Fucking, you know. And if it Jesus. strikes out, they just relaunch. Another Batman, another Batman, another Spider-Man, another Spider-Man. Oh. We're on, a, what, a third Spider-Man plus now the Spider-Verse uh, cartoon. So that's four Spider-Mans. Um, Man, I'm three or four Batmans. over comic book movies. Like, I just, I'm so done with it. I'm done with it. Like, you, you, you not that's only did, did so you excited. oversaturate, you didn't do a great job on most of them. Like, Marvel, the Marvel stuff, they have some really good good outings in Marvel and then a lot of Marvel stuff meets the bill because it passes muster right it's good enough and the people who love it will love it and us might like be able to watch one or two of them but there's nothing to come back to like the overarching story Deadpool definitely yeah. the exemption the uh, exception to that's that Marvel rule, though again yeah that's yeah. Mar- that's what I'm saying it's the exception right because Deadpool is is good and seems to be consistently good but I believe it's again because it's rated R. They're just going for it. They're they're like we've already pushed this um, into this realm of the R. So like everyone trying to keep everything PG, I think, is what ruins a lot of movies, right? Yeah. Trying to keep it PG, trying to keep it bubblegum, trying to keep it like dialed back. 
let things that are gritty be gritty. Let things that are fun be fun. And like, not everything needs to fit the same category. This hunt for money is ruining fucking uh, the art of it's, film. Yeah. yeah, he's. You're right. It's it's the it's the um, trying to make it for everybody. Yeah, Deadpool is not made for everybody. Deadpool picked its audience, and they made a movie for that audience. And that audience is us. We want R-rated, funny superhero movies that are like irreverent and different than the other superhero movies and they yeah. fucking nailed it with that's the why deadpool. the boys fucking was a good deadpool show is a perfect movie the boys was a good yeah, show deadpool's yeah. great. And, deadpool audience. Too is good. and kick-ass i think right. i think kick-ass would kick hold ass. up but that took the kick same kick-ass kick i remember being good because uh, that took the, the umbrella the academy i think thing. is a good example sorry johnny I no no i, I was done off there i was done uh, the Umbrella Academy, I think, is like it's not as um, mature as the boys, but it still is. It's like a comic book uh, type material, but a little bit stepped up, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's and a, so that's like that's something that I find walks a line, um, but does that well. Yeah, it's about people not making choices and thinking that they can make um, a movie for kids and adults. And like young people and old people all at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, no. and like Brent said, the hunt for money. It's just like, we, we need to make this as accessible as possible and as harmless as possible so we can make the most fucking money. And then, but it has no heart to it. It has no soul to it. Like it's John Wick 4. John Wick disposable. 4. Two hours and 47 minutes for a John Wick action movie that should have what? been 90 minutes. Yeah. I uh, yeah. See, I will not. I will specifically yeah, I just exactly not see like it Brett's because it's that me, long. Yeah, it fucked that. I, I won't go. So you've lost touch. You've lost touch Entirely. with what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make a John Wick for John Wicks are fun because they don't take themselves seriously and they know what they are. But if you're making an over two hour John Wick, you have lost sight of what you are. Yeah. Unless you Even are completely changing the whole uh, veneer of the thing. And giving us like a that? real gritty, deep movie. Yeah, which and is stupid. why would you do that? You, do that. you could do it well, and maybe that's what it is. But I'll wait for some fucking I, reviews I, to tell me that first. I always felt like you franchise something that's repeatable. You probably don't go past one sequel because nothing is really that interesting. That three movies about it have hold up. Yeah. Um, and then, then you take the ideas and you say that's cool. I like these things about it. I'm going to create a new franchise that leverages those good ideas with a new and interesting character with a different background and let's do some fun stuff there. But no, they don't, they just all, it's, it's, it's so unfortunate. It's all just dollar signs. That's it. What's going to make us the most money? This movie? No, we got to give the guy, oh, we might as well make a Captain America. Yeah. Okay. It's a Captain America movie because we got to capitalize on that brand. Captain America five. That's what we should make. Like, no, stop it. This yeah, is why I want to go see Air in the theater because because I think uh, to me to me those kinds of movies like they're not making them anymore for the movie theater. No, and and so like the last thing I want to go see is some big special effects bullshit. Like I want to go see a real movie with good writing, with good acting, with a good story that, and this is like partially a true story or it's a true story. Obviously it's been embellished. I'm excited to see air. The quit, the, it's getting good reviews. I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, what it's is a good air? movie. I'm excited it's about that. Like I don't give a shit about Jurassic ben Park. Affleck's oh. Yeah. Ben Affleck has wrote it and directed it with Matt Damon, uh, starring in it. 
They're both in it. Um, I'm going to go see it Jason tonight. Bateman's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. You're going to see it tonight? I'm going to go see it next weekend. But, yeah, I'm excited about it. Let me know how it is. I will, man. I will. Yeah, be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely will. You will not hear from me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Rambling, rambling. But, yeah, we're not the happiest about the current state of movies. We want to go to the theater. Bring us something in the theater that's worth seeing. Um, and, yeah, go back to those days of yeah, being please. able to enjoy things with that childlike wonder. What the hell is happening, man? Did you call it, John? I did. John I said was the it first held up. one, I think. Oh, no, I, I went I after Colin, one. but I yeah. said it, it held up. You it, guys both held up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was enough. It was um, enough. Yeah, and if you haven't seen this movie, you should see it because it is fun. It's very fun. You want to know what's super fun? Not The Wrestler. But that's our next movie, The Wrestler. Wow. Um, there's going to be some fun stuff in that but Darren Aronofsky um, what's his name taking the lead in that with Marissa Tomei as well supporting um, what's dude's name in the wrestler yeah. the star uh, the wrestler what's his name face Mc face Mc face Mc big face. guy yeah anyway he in it uh, but, oh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the main guy the wrestler was, are dude. like I like to call it black swan the first black swan uh, yeah, the first black, the first black, black, black swan, swan is the wrestler. <laughs> Let's see. Very nice. Let us see. But we'll do that one, follow that one up with Willow, and then we get into Scott Pilgrim Willow. versus the World, which um, I'm so I'm excited for all these movies this month. I've not seen The Wrestler in quite some time. Willow, I saw a couple years back. Scott Pilgrim, uh, a couple years, maybe since a year or two since I've seen that one. But I always had a soft and fond spot for that movie, too, even though I'm not a fan of the comic or anything like that it's just a good fun film that i liked that they did so we'll see if any of these or all of them hang up this one we came out two to one oceans 11 i guess at some point we should do 12 and 13 um no. just to see colin That's says fine. no he said in the last episode as well that probably they're going to be shit we don't watch sequels yeah. usually i think we watched lethal weapon 2 and we watched we don't Star generally Wars. do them i guess we can do them but i yeah. i i just don't think they'll be very good yeah, well, uh, we'll see. If we're running light on ideas, maybe we'll get it in. But we're jam-packed with ideas for many, many months, folks. Uh, as you can uh, guess, there's tons of movies out there, man. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll check you out in next week's episode. And until then, as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.